It is said that uh, the Guru has qualifications, should have certain qualifications, Srutriyam Brahmanishtam. I've heard sufficiently from the Veda, that means theoretical knowledge, <coughs> Brahmanishtam and realized knowledge. And the Sattva must have some qualification also. The example is given of carrying wood, like if you to do a sacrifice, then you need wood to put in there. So to do some from labor, and I know one fellow used to go and see his guru every day for class, and some days the guru would not give the class, but just have them, students take care of the cows, clean the goshala. So it was to be considered as uh, equal, hearing from the guru, and or serving the cows in the ashram, and so on. So you all come and done some goseva and other similar related services to the deities' cows, to the deities' gardens. And um, in this way you're setting a good example in terms of the qualifications uh, of the disciples. This place is for, is for that, for coming and rendering service and hearing about Krishna. So worked hard for the day and now we can have some discussion about Krishna Krishna Lila Gaur Lila into which we want to enter by such service don't think that we'll be missing out on something in terms of qualifying ourselves for entering there if we're not only hearing about the pastimes of Krishna and instead it has to do some some labor Goseva in particular, of course, is very extraordinary. I've said before, serve cows in this life and be born as a Brahmin in Navadvip in your next life. And, of course, that's the example that Krishna himself said. Krishna herded cows and in his next life he was born as a Brahmin <laughs> in Navadvip, Vishwambar Mishra, later to become known as Nimai Pandit and Sri Krishna Chaitanya. So, this is our and of course, when we serve cows in this life, next life take birth as a Brahmin in Navadweep, and through that enter into Krishna Lila as well. This way, around and around, we'll go. But Goseva is, is very important. In fact, amongst the angas or the limbs of bhakti, 64 of which are mentioned by Rupa Goswami and Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he mentions one. Worshipping sacred trees like the Banyan people, Tulsi. And Jiva Goswami has given a footnote to that also, telling us that this principle of worshipping the sacred trees extends to worshipping the earth, worshipping the cows. He quotes from, I believe, Gotamiya Tantra, circumambulating the cows, scratching their necks and all these things 
feeding them fresh fodder, sweet grasses and so forth. He's actually included this as one of the limbs of bhakti, angas of bhakti. And of course, when these are temple or ashram cows, Sridhar Maharaj used to say, that means a very special cow. So we were very fortunate to be engaged in some savor of the cows. This is Krishna's, of course, preoccupation. Actually, this time of the day, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has left the Ganga with his associates in the Navadvip forest along the bank of the Ganga, some distance from town. Gadadhar Pandit will come and speak. He's present, but he will come to the foreground and speak to Mahaprabhu. Tell him he must come home. Sachimata has prepared so many nice edibles. We've been here a long time. Of course, in Krishna Leela, corresponding with this time, Krishna will just be returning from Radhakund and Shambhakund with friends like Madhu Mangal, other Priyanarmas like Subal and Ujjwala, a select group with whom he left the greater group of cowherds on some pretext in midday with the express and secret purpose of meeting with the gopis along with those young joking friends' assistants. So at this time he's just coming back with them into the midst of the greater group of cowherds who are so happy to meet with him. And meanwhile, gopis headed by Radha, they've gone home their own course, and Radha's quick to bathe and dress herself and, and begin cooking for Krishna. She begins the cooking in the evening as well. Later, Rohini and others finish that off, add some other preparations. So it's good honor is calling Mahaprabhu come home. You must eat Mother Jashoda, Sachi, who is none different than Mother Jashoda, has cooked for you. Radha is the Radha, also in, in Gorlila. Radha is at home cooking for Krishna at this time, and Mahaprabhu begins to move under the call of, of Gadadhar from the banks of the Ganges towards the town of Navadweep. And as he enters into the town, and all eyes are upon him, Nityananda Prabhu on one side, Gadadhar on the other, surrounded by all the principal associates, entering the town, every, as everyone's eyes is on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Mahaprabhu's eyes darting like arrows, his brows like bows, shooting glances of love at all the inhabitants of Navadvip, charming them in different ways, giving them assurances in different ways of his affection for them. The whole town is decorated with festoons, uh, flags, and, and all. It's, it's all constantly in celebration. And this time Mahaprabhu brings his Sankirtan through the streets of Navadvip. And then into the, as he comes out of the town of Navad, town of Navadvip is on one side of the Ganga, on the western side of the Ganga, crossing the Ganga to come to Mayapur, where Mahaprabhu lives. Then he has to come out of the town and towards the, towards another part of the Ganga. And then so many cows are coming, hundreds and thousands and millions of cows and cowherds, roaming in that area in the Ganga Delta to meet Mahaprabhu and his son Kirtana Mahaprabhu, enters into the. Ghosty Leela of Krishna, the coward Leela of Krishna, calling the cows, O Ganga, Jumuna, Triveni, they have like names, so like the different sacred rivers, and Hongsi, and Padma, and so forth. He's calling them out singly, singly and in groups, and 
as we're heading toward the house of Mother Sachi. And Krishna just returning from uh, his rendezvous with the gopis, secret rendezvous, meeting his friends. They are so overjoyed to meet with him in the Vrindavan forest. They feel like that we were thinking, where are you, and, and you've come. So you, you know our hearts, you satisfied hearts, and you've made our, made our long moments of separation feel like like just a second. And then eager to grab him and touch him and competing who will touch him first. Then naturally they began to entertain him in different ways, making flutes out of leaves and uh, making various melodious sounds and, and dancing and playing their own flutes and reciting different poetry, saying meaningless things and things with meaning at the same time, making poems that they can speak frontwards or backwards and it says the same thing and there's so many expert types of talk they're involved in to entertain Krishna and Balaram and make a joyous festival out of their uh, reunion with Krishna. An elder like Balaram, will, who the main group, stays with while Krishna and his Priyanarmas go for the midday rendezvous with gopis. Balaram will make a fuss, try to take the stash of Madhu Mangal, the Brahmin friend of Krishna. He's also Priyanarma. He'll carry us like a stash of goodies, prashad from the Surya Yagya that took place at midday. Gopis are on the pretense of worshipping Surya, the sun god, will have an excuse for going into the forest. And actually they're going to meet Krishna. That rendezvous in midday is quite extensive. Krishna takes the place of Surya and so forth. Anyway, the prashad from that, Manu Mangal, is quick to collect. He's the Brahmin in the group of all the cowherds who are Vaishyas. So he's always advising them. And and Brahmins, of course, give advice and they eat. So he's a big eater. Mm-hmm. And Balaram would say, why don't you distribute that to the rest of the boys? He says, no way. No way. I've hardly eaten the thing all day today. You've kept me out here running around with cows <laughs> throughout the forest, one thing after another. I've hardly eaten a thing all day. I'm keeping it all to myself. Balaram will insist. Then one boy will come behind and pull out the back tail of his doe. Another will put his hand in front of him. Another will snatch his loot, his stash, and distribute it. And he'll complain to Krishna, insist upon going home. Krishna will pacify him. Then it will begin, Yudhavira. This <laughs> Virarasa is very sympathetic with uh, Sakiras. Virarasa is a secondary rasa. It means chivalry. There are four kinds of Virarasa. Virarasa means Yudhavira, Dhanavira, Dayavira, and uh, Dharmavira. So Dharmavira means if you is to act really in a chivalrous way in relation to protecting Dharma. Dayavira means that out of Compassion for another, you act chivalrously. And uh, dhanavira means to act chivalrously in relation to accepting or giving in charity. Like in terms of accepting charity, say no, I don't, I won't take it. Give it to another. This is virasa. But yudhavira means fighting, chivalrous type of fighting. And this is very uh, relevant to the cowherds. So... They're always engaged in this type of aesthetic rapture amongst one another for the pleasure of Krishna. Fighting with Krishna, Krishna will become a contestant in the fight or he will be a witness to the fighting of others. So in this instance, they will fight with one another. 
slap their thighs like this, and brag and boast and take different fighting postures. Then he's seeing this, one boy seeing this, this will be Udipana, Udipana Vibhav. It will bring out that Viraras, and then that boy will respond with Anubhavs, similar to those, means ecstatic expressions, similar to those. They'll also brag and roar like a lion and uh, uh, assume different postures and wield different weapons like sticks and so forth. This way they'll fight with one another and, and play and and say silly things like boys floating on a river trying to get on top of a log. One will say, whoever's king of the log is king of the log. <laughs> this way <laughs> they will fight with one another and, and joust and for some time and then Krishna will be satisfied and feel, begin to feel the pain of the separation of the inhabitants of Braj, who've been waiting now eight, nine, ten hours for him to return, having seen him off in the morning. They're just waiting in separation for him to return. So then he will he will begin to, to call the cows, as Mahabhu will call the cows on the bank of the Ganga, heading to Nabadweep. He'll call them by the different names, by the different groups, so many different groups uh, of cows, and call them by the names, and sometimes he chants on a mala made of jewels with their various names, and names of all the different groups. This way, when they're all collected, then pushing them in front, they move slowly with grass in their mouths, chewing, contented, knowing that Krishna's behind them. Then they'll stop, that Krishna will come and he'll move, he'll scratch their necks like this, and they will lick him, his face, and and he will tell them, we must go home now, your calves are waiting. So in this way they'll begin to proceed towards Vrindavan, just as Mahaprabhu is proceeding now toward Mayapurta and the home of Sachi to take his evening meal. And they have demigods appearing in the skies, watching this, seeing... On Krishna's right, so many white cows, like a stream of the Ganga. And on his left, so many buffaloes, also black, like a stream of the Jamuna. Jamuna is a black water. And Krishna in the center, like the herds are flowing like, like these two rivers. Krishna sporting between them, kicking up dust in his hair, is turning gray from the dust, and it's, it's coming on his face, and he looks that much more more beautiful is as the sun setting. But this time Radharani is cooked and Jasoda has engaged Rohini, Ram's mother also in cooking and calling the gardeners and so many gardeners for so many gardens. All the seasons are constantly manifest. They have six seasons in India. All six seasons constantly manifest. So all the fruits and all the flowers from all the different seasons are constantly available. All come together. <laughs> Imagine what a place it is. So Gardner is bringing so many vegetables and flowers, and Mother Yasoda is collecting, giving to Rohini to finish the preparations, and putting some aside for the morning cooking as well. By this time, Radharani has finished cooking, so she's climbed up into the moon tower. And all so many different houses have towers. The purpose of the tower is, real purpose is for climbing the tower to look to see if Krishna's coming back yet from the forest, Nanda Maharaj on top of his tower, looking to see Radharani in her moon tower. It's really called moon tower because her face 
in that tower. It's like the full moon, shining brighter than the full moon, and mocked as the moon is, with spots, only by the appearance of the pains of separation that she's feeling in her heart, waiting for Krishna to return. The whole of the braj, led by Radha, Nanda Maharaj, Yashoda, anxious for Krishna's return. And here he comes, with his cowherds and cows and buffaloes, thousands and thousands and hundreds and millions of coward boys, millions and millions of uncountable cows. And Krishna looked like a king. His cowherds were like the his soldiers, and the cows like his cavalry, and they're making dust that forms a cloud that's like their, their flag in the sky as they come in marching into Vrindavan to slay the terrorist, the enemy of terrorist oppression in the form of the pain of separation from him that all the inhabitants of Vrindavan are feeling. And Krishna enters into the Braj, into Vrindavan itself. And everyone comes close relative to their relationship and responds, reciprocates with him accordingly. Gopis, as I say, from a distance looking and hoping for to exchange glances. Mother Yashoda coming and looking over every aspect of Krishna. And Mother Rohini coming with a lamp. The sun is going down now, holding the lamp like this. Moving to check all the parts of his body to see if he's okay after he's been all he's been in the jungle all day long with cows, and there are some marks here and there, and what they're from is one thing. And Madhu Mangal and others such as him who know about Krishna's rendezvous with the gopis that cause those scratches speak in poetic ways as to what they really are, but in, in languages which make it sound as if they're something else giving joy to Krishna, reminding him of his dalliance with the gopis, and to the gopis as well, who delight to hear such thing, but uh, giving a whole different impression to Mother Jasoda <laughs> and Rahini, who cannot think of such a thing. In this way, as arti is performed with a lamp, and Krishna is to proceed towards the barn, but Manamanga will complain, we've got to eat something. Hmm? <laughs> we got to eat something. He would proceed toward the barn and milk the cows, but... Monomongo will insist, and home they will go and taste all those preparations prepared by Radha, her assistants, Rohini, and other elderly gopis. And Mahaprabhu reaches the house of Sachi Devi, and a wonderful meal has been prepared. She also checks her son in so many ways and dusts him and sends him for bathing, and a meal has been prepared. He will come and make an offering. He's a Brahmin in this life. So he will come and make the offering on the altar of what Mother Jasoda has prepared and then take the remnants. And then suddenly a mood will come on him and he will stand and I have to go out tonight. And he will head along with his associates, Karada on one side, Nityanandapu on the left, to the house of Srivas Thakur. And at the house of Srivas, he'll be greeted by so many of the devotees, all of whom are converging there. They've all had their gone home, had their meal, they're all converging there again to meet and Mahaprabhu will be placed on the throne at the house of Srivas. Artik will be performed, that Agora Artik, and all the devotees will engage in kirtan, of course, the rest of the night into the wee hours, as Krishna correspondingly takes his rest and sneaks out in the night to rendezvous with, fully with the gopis. In this way, we should think, 
Krishna Lila is perpetually going on and parallel with Gaur Lila throughout the day, throughout the night. And our activities should be such, oriented such, conceptually oriented. We should be such that our activities bring us in touch, at least by thinking, by remembering all these pastimes of Krishna. And of course, they purify our hearts, such activities, so that beyond thinking, we can actually enter there and perceive all these things with all so many different details each day. This is a kind of a typical day. Different details, ever new and ever fresh. So this is how we should spend our life, serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, serving the cows, attending to his ashram like this, service to our guru, and making sufficient time for hearing about Krishna. And then inspired, stand up and chant about Krishna. And sit down and talk about Krishna. You can't sit and talk, stand and hear and chant, and render all type of services. Any question? The uh, jeweled mala that Krishna chants on, hmm. is that for accounting for all the cows? or? Yeah, counting all the cows, all the groups. You said when you talked that Madhamanga was given to Krishna by Purnamasi. So where does he reside? And what was the context of him being kind of, you know, given over as service to Krishna? Well, he resides with Purnamasi. They build a hut for her along the bank of the Jamuna. He resides with her. She's a Brahmin also. She gave him over to Krishna. But he, of course, his mother is Yashoda, like all the coward boys identify with Mother Yashoda's mother. So he eats at Krishna's dinner table morning and evening. That's what you mean. That's where he eats. He wake Krishna in the morning, him, persons like him, Subal, Balaram blow the bugle of his buffalo horn in the courtyard, and millions of cowherds will come from their houses. The leading cowherds like Sridam, Sudam, Stoka Krishna, and from the Priyanarmas, Ujjwal and Subal, Manumangal, all of them have millions and millions of attendants. Sadakas who enter into that Baba, millions of them who attend to them and serve them. And as they serve Krishna, those devotees serve those sadhakas, siddhas, sadhana siddhas. They serve those cowherds, leaders, group leaders, subgroup leaders, and so forth. And they experience the same experience that they experience in serving Krishna. So they will come and they'll gather in the courtyard, millions and millions of them. And the courtyard is full of little splatters of milk everywhere from us churning and the cows dripping. And it's a festive place in the, in the morning hours, and especially Krishna's going to wake up. So then the, the Mother Yashoda will go to wake Krishna and these cowards will come. It's like we're saying, Yitai bhai chale ase tabe shuklambar hase sab dharma ashivasa sridhara in Gorlila. So Yitai bhai Nityananda Prabhu comes, Nitai Bhai Chalayas, Nityananda Prabhu is coming, Tabe Shukla and also Shukla and Bhar and, and others. Hase, laughing, and Hasiras, smiling, happy spirit. And Sridhar, Kulavich Sridhar, he's a coward himself, and others all coming. 
to wake Krishna. It's like those coward boys come and wake Krishna in the morning, along with Mother Jasoda. So Mother Mangal is like one of those. He'll come in early in the morning. Get up. I'm hungry. <laughs> Cows are, need to be milked. We've got things to do. And of course, Krishna is quite groggy at that. He's only had a couple hours sleep. He snuck in just as sunset, and here it is, six o'clock in the morning, and he's being woken up again. He's being woken up, and Mother Yashoda's Purnamasi's there. She comes with Mother Mungo, just to make sure everything goes well. Like when Mother Yashoda's waking up her son, she finds she's got a blue wrapper on, which is the cloth of Radha, the shawl of Radha. Radha has a blue shawl, color of Krishna's complexion. Krishna has a yellow shawl, the color of Radha's complexion, golden. And in the night they got mixed up in one of the other's shawls. So when Mother Yasoda finds the blue shawl, then Purnamasi says, oh, just look at that. He's wearing Balaram's blue cloth. I'll take that and give that back to Balaram. <laughs> this way she covers up and Madhamalka is assisting in that kind of cover-up. <laughs> she knows. She knows everything. Yeah, that's her position. She knows. She's Yoga Maya. She's orchestrating the whole thing. She knows everything. So, this is the charm of Gaudi Vaishnavism. This is where, whatever the logic may be of anyone's tradition, philosophy, and so forth, this is no one can uh, express such a charming idea of divinity. And you'll think, in fact, we're mad for thinking. Such an end is possible, but let it be. Let us be mad, it's all right. So, any other question? The assistance to the three enormous sakas, where do they go when Krishna sneaks off? Do they go along and to assist the three enormous in their... Sure, in the daytime, I mean. In the daytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the assistance in any... Rasavs, sadhakas, who become siddhas, they all have a serving position. It's very clear. They have the, the spirit of the, the bhava. They have that bhava, the sakya bhava, gopi bhava, but they all have a assisting, serving role, like the manjaris of Radha. They all have a tasya kind of relationship with Radha. So they have a tasya type of relationship with a, with a group leader, for example, and the cowards, like one's guru, and experience the Sakya Bhav that that coward experiences. This is the idea. Krishna has his his group. He's not alone. So knowing Krishna means come and cut to that group to know that group and find your way in through their their grace. This is the whole idea of Guru Parampara. <laughs> People who don't uh, want to have a guru or they don't think they need a guru, they, in relation to Gaudi Vaishnavism, they really are clueless. Really are clueless. From beginning to end, from A to Z, from the beginning to learn the basics of devotional service all the way to the end, the final outcome. It's not like in Advaita Vedanta or other such traditions that the guru is just a, a medium and then finished, the guru disappears as you become the guru, something like that. No. Brahman is, is not alone, he has so many shaktis. The Swarup Shakti manifests as his own nature, manifesting as all his principal associates. So to come in touch with Krishna means to come in touch with all of them. This is a Guru Parampara idea. 
higher end of Guru Parampara idea. So we cannot avoid that. And this is what we, we should have some healthy interest in this, that there's the inner life of the Gaudiya Vaishnavism. In fact, this is what makes us, should make us join this idea of Krishna Lila. This is what distinguishes the tradition from, from so many other, that possibility. So that it's not that we forget about that. Preach, preach, preach. Busy giving everybody uh, what we think is Krishna consciousness at the cost of our own interest in what Krishna consciousness is in our life. They say it's all in Prabhupada's books, and so they can just memorize the books and then they'll become Krishna conscious, is the idea. No. All these things are there. This I like so much when I read this section of in uh, published in Shri Guru His Grace of Sridhar Maharaj's talk when he's when he explained the verse of the, the Pranam verse of Raghunathas Goswami to his Guru Guru Pranam Guru Nam Shrista Api was it Nam Shrista Api Satchiputra Matrasvarupam Tasyagrajatam Rupalim Maturim Gostavatim Radha Kundam Gidivaram Horadika Manavasam and he said, in, a, in service to Guru, Sri Guru, when we come in touch with all of these things that Das Goswami is speaking, but this is a pranam to his Guru. Oh, by the grace of my Guru, I have got the highest conception of Krishna Nam. I've come in touch with the Sambandagyan of Sanatana Goswami and crossed over from Vaiti Bhakti to Ragnuga Bhakti under the care of Rupa Goswami. And, and I've come to in the vicinity of Govardhan, Radhakund, and got the service of Radhamadava. He's explained like this, he said, and so when we've understood all these things, then we can say we've, we've understood our Guru and, and served him well. And I, I was so moved by that. I, that was so nice, I thought. God brother of mine read the same thing and he said, what is this? He said, Sridhar said, when we've understood all these things, then we've understood the mission of our Guru. It's about all these things. And one god brother might say, what is this? The mission of our guru is book distribution. I thought, boy, you, you should go out on the book distribution and, and, and find out what it's about if you get absorbed in that. Really, if, that I thought, wow, many people are going and selling these books and they're just book selling for them. But that's not what it was for me. <laughs> if you engage yourself properly in these things, that's in Sankirtan, then there should be some inner experience. Not that we preach at the cost of inner life, preach for the sake of inner life and let the development of inner life determine the extent of it, be the determining factor as to how, how much we've actually preached successfully and pleased Krishna. He pleased Krishna in this world and he wants you in his world. And he'll bring you in there and show you a glimpse and you know, oh, I'm connected to the right thing here. There's no doubt about that. Beyond philosophy and logic, and nothing can sway you. So for a purpose we should serve, purpose for preaching. Yes, it's for its own sake, but what is it? It's to glorify Krishna. Kirtan is also going on in Krishna Leela. Ram, Ram, Mahabaho. They're all singing names of Krishna and Ram, dancing around him, parading, gopas and gopis. Mother Yashoda is constantly engaged in Krishna Kirtan. We do and like this. Deity worship is, like I said, largely symbolic, and we sing the songs and so forth. And they're singing these songs in a different way and making up songs about Krishna's pastimes. 
day and night and singing them and remembering them. We're practicing Krishna consciousness. We're practicing what Krishna consciousness is. <laughs> we should become Krishna conscious while we're practicing it. And there was, and there's no change. Yes, these all things go on, but they're going on with great feeling, and, and, and therefore there's great insight and revelation. And then you don't find such devotees who are really preaching, and thus really practicing Krishna consciousness, just fighting with one another and posturing themselves with making divisions and so on. So. All right, so we'll stop there. Sri Krishna Sankirtanam ki jai. Sri Gaurila ki jai, Krishna Lila ki jai, Goseva ki jai. Gaur Bhaktabinda ki jai. Sri Gauri Vaishnava Guru Parampara ki jai. Gaur Primananda ki jai.